I pick old Limpy. That's my that's my horse. Hello and welcome to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy, and I'm Matt, and this is a intense, fast-paced, hard-hitting podcast for the sports fan in your life. We're talking about the most hard-hitting sports talk show that that there is, and that we have because we're talking about. I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about sports. We're talking about <laughs> night, noon, and evening sports about stuff. <laughs> night, noon, and evening. The classic the classic turn of phrase. We're talking about morning, noon, and night. Night, noon, and evening. Sports. <laughs> night, noon, and evening is a lot better. It really rolls yeah. off the tongue. Uh, Matt, I want to talk about the Super Bowl. Oh, I know about the Super Bowl. Tell, Are we trying to make me sad? How about trying to make me sad about the no, Super Bowl? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not trolling you. Uh, but okay. can you fill in our listeners who don't know what the Super Bowl is? Just give them like you know summary of the Super Bowl, just so they know what we're talking about. Uh, well, I watched part of it. So uh, the New England Patriots, who represent the place where I am from, played the Philadelphia Eagles, who represent the place that I live now. Uh, played in this sort of Super Bowl game. And it seemed it seemed about tied up towards the beginning, and I blacked out. And I have no memory of what happened. Did you see the ending? I actually did see just the last minute and a half. This is my eh, this is my like who knows, uh, who knows what happened. This is my this is my go to way to watch a Super Bowl now in my in my adult. We years. just turn on the end. Turn on the last minute and a half. You know, if it's if that's it, true. If it's good, you'll find out what happens. If it's good, then it's going to be the most important, fun, exciting part of the game to watch. And if it's not good, then no part of the game was probably that fun to watch. So last two minutes. That's my hot tip to you. That's great. All right, cool. Andy with a two-minute warning. That's good. But so you, I mean, you've been a long, a lifelong fan of the Patriots, right? And actually, I want to know yes. more about like. I assume this is something that was enculturated in you from a, from your family. Uh, yeah, something that you kind of well, grew probably up from with. my yeah from my location, right? I grew up in Massachusetts, where uh, Massachusetts is part of New England, and so therefore the Patriots cover that territory. You you root for where you're from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like it's stronger in you. Like, I grew up outside of Philadelphia, for example. Uh, yeah. And my affinity for the Philadelphia Eagles, while not non-existent, uh, is an order of magnitude less than your affinity for the New England Patriots. That's true. So, I, I, like... But I also assume maybe your dad didn't care that much? Uh, I mean, my dad likes liked and likes Eagles football as much as he likes anything, which is to say... A fair amount, but like he's, he's he's not a man of hobbies. He's not a man of like uh, of like interests. So like the things he likes, he likes kind of uh, in passing. He doesn't like get really into much of anything. No, my my immediate family gets very into football, so it's a very easy thing to rally around. You know? Yeah, this certainly helps. I imagine. But yeah, now you live in Philadelphia, and you've been there for almost three years, right? Almost, yeah. Yeah. So are you? I obviously assumed you were rooting for the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. I was. But is is there no part of you that is a little bit happy for Philadelphia getting their first Super Bowl win since the history of the franchise? I mean, I can understand. Like, I I appreciate it. I uh, <laughs> I understand well, in like, the way that I understand why the tide comes in and out, but I don't feel it at all. I will say, like... It's, I mean, sure, it's the second best outcome. It just happens to be my least favorite outcome of the game. I just wish there were a neutral party so I could uh, experience it a little bit differently or something. It's just too hard when you are so invested in the other side. Like, I will admit, I think this is a very likable team. Obviously, I like the area. I think the people have waited long enough. I get all those things. But, like, would I have been super excited for the Patriots to get their eighth Super Bowl and rub in it in everybody's face? Yeah. I, yeah, of course I would have liked that. I, I just can't turn that off. I don't know what to tell you. It's just, 
I guess it, you know what? It wouldn't really be fun if I didn't have the ups or the downs. It wouldn't really be fun at all if I could just be like, oh, we lose and now I don't care. Well, then, didn't I say this about sports before? It's just, we, you kind of have to agree. We're all going to be happy at the same time. We're all going to be sad at the same time. Where it's not really fun anymore. Well, that's really, and you that's, can just that's be like, Andy and turn it off in the last two minutes and be like, eh, whatever. I'm walking away. But that, that's so many things in life, though, right? Where you just get excited or sad about an arbitrary thing and you all agree on some system, right? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I play Magic, the card game, which we've talked about before. And we've often joked in, uh, in my playgroup that it's just, you know, <laughs> agreeing that if this certain thing is written on this piece of paper, everyone's going to get very excited about it. That's a very powerful yeah. piece of paper. And if something else is written on it, I mean, so like, to me... I don't yeah, know. I wouldn't... If, if you didn't get excited about those things, people would be like, I don't know why you're playing, Andy. Why are you playing this dumb game? Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting to me because, uh, you know, like I said, I grew up outside of Philadelphia, and I, there was a period in my life where I watched a lot of football, and I don't have the best memory, but it definitely went one of either two ways. Either I was into video games and started playing Madden NFL 2000, which was my preferred Madden, the only Madden sure. I ever owned growing up, hence <laughs> yeah. my preferred one, Uh and then I played that video game so much that it made me like football, and then I started following football. And I'm pretty sure that is the order in which it happened. Or I got into football first, explicitly as an excuse to not go to church, and then found the Madden video game after the fact. But either way, mm. no matter how you sort of cut it, uh, for, some, for some seasons there in the early 2000s, I was following football very closely. I had multiple fantasy football teams. This is in the very early days, at least as, as far as I understood, of fantasy football on websites. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like early 2000s. You could go and, you know, have your like, I think Yahoo Sports or something else fantasy football team. Um, and, you know, I didn't carry that through my adulthood. Basically, I went to art school and just forgot about sports completely. Uh, and there was, there was not a hole in my life when that happened, right? Like I went to art school. None of my peers knew what a sport was, were ever talking about sports. It was not even on my radar anymore. And it was not a thing that was like missing. There was no hole left in me. I just carried on and realized that there was really nothing there to be filled in the first place. It was just something I was occupying my time uh, until I found something I was actually interested in. But the, uh, the like weird cultural alliances still remain. And, and the best example I can give of this is that, uh, you know, the Eagles and the Cowboys have a fabled rivalry for more or less the history of the franchises, as I understand it, because they've been in the same mm-hmm. division for a long time and they were two of the better teams in the division and something, 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 a rivalry formed. I don't, I don't know how that exactly happened. Uh, but I still to this day have this like base like reptile brain reaction to the Cowboys, right? <laughs> I think they are not good. Like, yeah, like, sure. Like I was basically raised in a, in a culture where like the Cowboys were like not good people. Like they were, they were like basically criminals and outcasts and, you know, the whole organization was tainted with this, uh, this fog of negativity from growing yeah, up. Yeah, this is kind of why, uh, yeah, this is why Red Sox fans probably buy more Yankee, sh- Yankee suck shirts than, than their own merchandise, right? That's why that's such a hit. But it's, it's surprising to me how much that uh, affects me because I don't care about the Cowboys now at all. And yet I still have this like little, little, little klaxon that goes off deep in my brain whenever something about the Cowboys or the dumb little star pops up anywhere. And I'm like, ooh, the bad guys. Like it's really kind of inculturated in me. Uh, so I, I, that's the only way I can kind of begin to understand your allegiance to the Patriots. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know. I was curious to hear about your 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 feelings about the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sad about it, Andy. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to troll you, honestly. It's just like uh, I've been through this a couple of times now. You just have to turn off the news. 
and like not pay attention to this stuff for a while, pretend it doesn't exist. Eventually, you can come back out and read football news again. But for now, just, you know, because there's going to be all kinds of articles about how everything's falling apart, everyone's going to die. So don't let it go. Don't read it for a little bit. And then eventually you come back to it. So would you say you're more of a Patriots fan than you are a football fan? Uh, I guess so. I don't know how to parse those things. You like, I mean? like if something, if you can make the argument that something, say, a long-term franchise winning their first ever Super Bowl was <clears throat> good for football but bad for the Patriots, you would always take the thing that was good for the Patriots but bad for football. Ah, uh, yes, I would. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though you know that the more the Patriots win, the more everyone hates them, right? Well, that's kind of the, I mean, what do you want? Like, do you want to just lose all the time and be the lovable Browns? Is that what you want? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. I like, mean, yeah, if you're, there's if a you lose constantly, me. people root for you and go, I hope you win one day, but then they barely mean it. So I take that with a grain of salt. I don't think that's actually real. I think it's just like, you know, it's like a, uh, this is a common uh, subreddit phenomenon where uh, a good team, uh, fans of a good team, will go into the subreddit of fans of a bad team that they just beat and say something like, you're going to be really good next year, and nothing drives them more crazy. Like, people get banned from subreddits for this reason. I think it's hilarious because it's, like, the most wait, mean wait, and condescending wait. thing. what's this phenomenon? Like, some Patriots fans will go into the Browns subreddit and be like, next year is going to be your year, Cleveland Browns? Yeah, like, more, uh, more recently, I feel like this would happen to, like, the Jaguars all the time where somebody would be like, hey... Next year is really going to be your like a division rival that they just that just destroyed them will be like next year is going to be your year Jacksonville you're going to be really spooky and uh, eventually subreddits would have to ban certain members for doing this because it's so obnoxious because they're obviously intentionally trolling because the Jacksonville Jaguars will not be good next year right well they were this year it finally happened but for many many years it like traditionally never happened they like lost they had like five straight losing seasons uh, probably more actually. But anyway, the point is, whether they are trolling, which most of them are, or even not, uh, no one wants to be on the other side of that. No one wants to be the, the fan of the team that everyone's saying, well, we find you, uh, we find you so easy to deal with uh, and not intimidating that we're going to pretend that we like you because uh, wh- wh- who cares? What's going to happen? Well, are you going to win someday? No, certainly not. Well, so from my outside perspective, not being a fan of any sport or sports team really any more than any other other than still having a deep profound like subtle uh distaste for the uh, cowboys for growing up outside of philadelphia and having Mm -hmm. like a uh contemporary uh trendy distaste for the patriots because they win too much uh i really have no allegiance to anything but from the outside it seems like uh, for example uh the the cubs won their first world series in like a hundred years, like two seasons ago, right? Something like that. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that was back when I was still on Twitter. And I remember following some people that were in Chicago uh, and kind of watching them go through that experience. And it seems to me like the, the promise of rooting for a team that doesn't often win uh, or maybe has never won before your Cleveland Browns, we'll call it the Cleveland Brown effect uh, is that when they do win, it'll be so much sweeter than, uh, you know, for example, if the Browns were have made it to the Super Bowl and lost, I feel like the fans would have been much happier than the Patriots fans who made it to the Super Bowl and lost because the Patriots fans have as higher expectations of their team. Uh, and so, you know, it really is a failure for Tom Brady to lose a Super Bowl, whereas for the Cleveland Browns to even get there would be great. And if they were to win, 
Cub style, it'd be this like insane, you know, miracle of the ages and the sort of, you know, it'd be like this amazing celebration, this amazing good feeling that you can't really, like, I feel like there's something to that kind of fandom uh, that I can respect uh, more so than the fandom of the team that wins all the time. No, I hear that. That makes sense to me. I think uh, for me, I just feel like I'm in, like I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump off the boat because they're winning oh, all the yeah, time. I, 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 don't, I also I don't, feel I don't like to, uh, uh, to try and like <laughs> rationally like... describe your fandom in a way that you'll like change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I don't think this is a rational thing. Like it's part of yeah. part of how you grew up. It's part of uh, you know your culture, and you can't just think yourself out of a culture. Uh, I just I'm sort of observing from the outsider perspective, and you know, I, to me, that is appealing about rooting for an underdog is that someday you might win, and then it'd be so much more amazing to have been rooting for them for the 20 years prior. I mean, I I share that same thing. Like, if I have, if I don't have an allegiance, if I had no allegiance, I would probably try to pick the underdog. I would do the same thing if I watch some sport I have no no attachment to, like a horse race or the Olympics or something (laughs) where I don't know anything about what's going on. Oh, I I always watch I always watch the Kentucky Derby. And you're you're like, like, I pick old Limpy. That's my that's my horse. I pick the horse with the funniest name, and that's never the best horse. So yeah, I pick that horse. I love that. It's like uh, I think of it more of a, as a naming contest than a horse race, but who cares? It's fun. Hmm. Pick the silliest name. Well, while we're talking about the Super Bowl, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, I was curious. I, we've talked about football and sports in all, all kinds of ways throughout our, our fabled friendship, but I, I was sure. curious. I don't know if we ever talked about, like, what is your perspective on the idea of football as this kind of outlet for both like physical violence and also the kind of like uh nationalism or uh placeism of like just tribalism of like our team is better than that team over there across the river uh like mm-hmm. some people i've heard kind of make the argument that these things are like innate in humans are fundamental and so sports and football gives us this outlet to like relatively safely uh all of the brain injuries of players notwithstanding uh kind of like outlets like have a a release valve for all these kind of human uh, reactions to things is is that an argument you buy or what's your perspective on that i think the the tribalism thing i buy where you just like uh I i mean i do think there's something to i mean it's just the like wanting to belong thing and i like the conceit of football because it's like um kind of silly and doesn't matter like despite how much i like it like i can admit like it is a game and it's kind of silly and it's not i mean it's 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 not literally life or death whereas some things are so you can actually you despite being sad you can get over it uh so i buy that part the like releasing of aggression thing not really i mean not for me i don't really that's not part of why i like it i think it's more of a bonding thing you know you don't like watching somebody hit another person just big old tackle uh not really that's not like the part that i like i like the more like strategic chess game part Mm. i I probably would be fine if they found a way to make concussions not happen or like if i never had to see a ryan shazier injury like that again or something like that i don't know if you're familiar with that no that was brutal uh he 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 got hit in such a way that it seemed like he might never walk again i was like whoa that's that really makes this real holy crap i shouldn't watch this anymore uh so i would be very i mean honestly like i watch i watch madden videos on youtube it'd be fine if it's just virtual for me uh it's more about the camaraderie and the like appreciation of the strategy of the game i think that i like do you think that uh you know you mentioned you watch madden on youtube 
Mm-hmm. Esports are obviously a big thing now. Everyone, is, is yeah, there, of course. Is, is I guess it's big, not that weird, but is there a big community of people that like watch specifically Madden or like sports games? Yeah. Like I, I know I've seen yeah. tons of like you know the StarCraft and the like the uh, like weird shooters and like the PUBGs or like have this very like, big like uh, audience culture. Um, is that true of like of Madden as well? Yeah, yeah. There's a huge community of people that do franchise mode. Uh, streaming so like you can watch them on twitch or i just i mean i don't like i don't like watching live streams of games but i do like watching them on youtube later where somebody would be like i'm gonna come up with a scenario now we're gonna play the franchise franchise mode of it or like like for example i'm gonna rebuild the cleveland browns in five years i have five years to win a super bowl i'm gonna pull out all the stops and get it done i love that stuff that stuff i eat up like honestly i could play madden all day and never actually play a game just like trading rosters simming the thing it's not that different than if I just had an Excel spreadsheet, but, you know, <laughs> the game mm-hmm. provides the structure. Or if you played Magic. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's just like, uh, this guy has this stats, this guy has this stats, yeah. uh, and you I can change the playbook the best around. Deck. And, yep, exactly. So I like deck building via Madden. <laughs> you say deck building via men? Madden. Oh, I thought you were like, I got my deck full of men here. I guess, you, I mean, the way... You, you're not wrong. Like that's that's also the same thing. It's like a deck of virtual men. <laughs> I've just picked them based on their stats. Usually, I like the speed stat. I want a deck of speedy men. Mm, yeah, red <laughs> red has a lot of the speed. So uh-huh. you're gonna want some people with mountains in their yep. mana cost. Uh, so here's my here's my last kind of Super Bowl related question for you. The actual. Yeah. It's something I it's something I wonder a lot, and I'm wondering it right now with regards to the Olympics, and I've wondered it in the past with regards to the Super Bowl. Do you think we're like past the golden age of the Super Bowl, or do you think that the golden age of the Super Bowl is still still forthcoming? Oh, I think we might be right in the heart of it. Yeah, honestly. Well, what makes you think? Yeah, that? Um, because we still have great quarterbacks in the league, and I think that like the fact that we saw Peyton Manning retire recently, the fact that within the next ten years, sometime Tom Brady might, might retire. Is he going to play another season? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Of course he is. Yes. Really? Yep. Isn't he like forty two? Forty. Uh, I thought I was joking. He's actually a 40. Yep. He's going to get tackled one of these days, and all his bones are just going to turn to dust. Watch Tom versus Time, man. He's got to figure it out. <laughs> he's, he's got his battle with Time figured out? Yeah. He's got a YouTube series about it. I mean, a Facebook watch series. I don't know what it is. Facebook, Facebook watch. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, my, I mean, my point is, like, I don't think we're going to see an injection of talent in the NFL in the next 10 years that, like, is is any better than the, what we've had over the last 10. Like, I think we're going to see a sweet spot and then we'll see a decline where people start playing soccer because of worries about hen- head injuries or, uh, you know, I, I mean, actually, honestly, I think it's all going to be about worries about head injuries where people are just going to pick alternate sports. They might want to play basketball because you can get paid more being LeBron James than if LeBron James were a tight end. Um, I just think you'll see athletes go elsewhere because there's more money because they're smaller teams because there's less worry of injury. Um, maybe even they don't have not that not that college football is the only one uh, is the only college sport with these issues, but the fact that you could potentially be like a great college athlete and get injured uh, and never play again, like maybe just play baseball. You're like I'll just instead of be a quarterback, I'll be a pitcher, and there's a very little chance that my playing for free years uh, don't detract from my pay- playing for money years. So hmm. I just, I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't see football getting a whole lot better than right now. I think we, we benefited from a naivete about 
injuries, head injuries specifically, uh, and the fact that if you have a 53-man roster versus like a basketball team with five starters, who can get paid more? Obviously, it can be that there's like five starters that you just have to pay and be done and you can win everything. See Warriors. See Cavaliers. Yeah. It's funny. You took that in a totally different direction than I intended the question to be, but all very interesting anyway. What I really meant is like, uh, you know, I took a course in college about the history of the World's Fairs. Uh, yeah. Did you know that, that we're still having World's Fairs? Like they still exist? No, I thought they ended in like 1975 or something. I don't know. Well, so That's... the golden age of the World's Fairs were like the end of the 19th century and very early 20th century. And this was like a sweet spot where there was like a bunch of new stuff happening, right? We were like industrial revolution, all kinds of new inventions. Like every, you know, four or five or 10 years when there was a World's Fair, there was like legitimately crazy new things to like talk about and show people. But also, we hadn't had the communication revolution yet, so people genuinely didn't know these things existed. You go into the World Fair, and all of a sudden, you saw a telephone for the first time, or you saw mm-hmm. you know, the first mass-produced automobile, and this was like not a thing that you had been talking about around the water cooler, uh, because it wasn't a thing you were even aware of. And then, you know, telephone uh, becomes more popular, and you know, we get more and more communication, and now, like, as soon as something happens, it's on the front page of Google or whatever, and so uh, you know, there's no reason to attend a World's Fair, even if they still actually happen. Uh, I only know this because I was once in uh, Taipei, and I happened to be in Taipei at a time that was coinciding with the World's Fair, and there it was, like, the World's hmm. Fair, and I was like, huh, that's a interesting thing to continue to do. And so I was wondering, like, you know, given that... Uh, I was thinking about this with regards to the Olympics, too. Like, you know, I feel like the X Games has stolen a little bit of the Olympics' thunder, and also given that, like... There are so many other, like, alt events going on for, like, sports now. It seems like previously the Olympics used to be a place where the only time the best competitors in the world in a given sport would, like, get together and, like, compete was the Olympics. Like, you didn't even see mm-hmm. these people otherwise except for this. But now that global travel is so easy, I wonder if it's just, like, oh, another one of the competitions we do in our, you know, 20 snowboard competitions every year if you're a professional snowboarder. And so I was wondering if it was kind of like, if we're like witnessing the slow decline of the Olympics as a relevant thing. And I wonder the same about the Super Bowl and, and football in general, uh, mostly because it's like, you know, I mentioned esports, right? Like, I feel like uh, there are going to be more options for ways for people to spend their time and watch things. And I also feel like slowly as people like grow up in a culture of like living online, that they will mm-hmm. have less local, like enculturated alliances to sports teams because more of their, like, reference points will not be local things. You'll just all of a sudden, like, you have a kid that grew up following people on Instagram they liked that were lived all over the world, and so they're not going to have the allegiance to the Philadelphia Eagles that I might have had because the only people I knew lived in Philadelphia for my entire childhood. That was that was kind of the whole deal. Uh, yeah. That's kind of what I meant. Like, I wonder if we're, like, culturally, like, going to end... We're going to be moving away from, like, this kind of tribal team sports thing in general just because it doesn't make as much sense in a like globally connected culture. Yeah. I mean, that might be true. I, I mean, I, I th- honestly think football could survive without that. Like, I just think the thing is if football didn't have any of the problematic issues, uh, I think it could survive that. Cause I think even in that world, we'll have our esports athletes. Well, I mean, we'll have basketball or whatever, like whatever the next big sport's going to be. Um, and maybe people will watch it cause they love an athlete versus a team from an area. Right. Um, but I think, I think we'll still have that. Like, I think people will still want to do that. And I don't know, you just have to, (laughs) I can't predict the future and say what that thing's going to be, but I think that's going to be there. I think we're gonna have sports of some sort that people gather around. Uh, it'll just be probably for different reasons. And I think you're, I think you're probably right about the idea that 
uh, it probably won't be about location because that won't really be important anymore. Yeah, and I feel like one of the things that's very redeeming about sports, or at least the thing that I really understand kind of emotionally the attachment to, is the idea that, like, you know, the fandom is bigger than the sport, and there's this, like, real-time aspect to it where because, you know, they happen live and the results are immediate and affect the outcome of the season that like if there's a sports game going on and you are a Patriots fan and know a bunch of Patriots fans you know all of the Patriots fans you know are currently watching that sports game and seeing the exact same thing you're seeing it was just like interesting kind of uh like you know invisible community in that which uh I remember feeling when I was following football uh you yeah know, I, had- I mean even even a real like I find that that it's been for me at least like uh, the time I spend the most time like talking to my friends is on a Sunday during what well, we're all doing the same thing, um, which is pretty nice. Yeah. And I think like I do, that's why I think there's probably going to be, I mean, honestly, maybe there's going to be more of it if I don't think it's going to be football necessarily, but some version of that where it's like, we're all so divided into watching different shows at different times or, you know, wh- whatever form of entertainment, it's also different at different times. I bet there will be a resurgence of like, Hey, can we all just do the same thing at the same time? So we have something to relate to, something to talk about. Because uh, I think the other, after a while, will just get pretty lonely and boring. Yeah, and th- that, to me, is definitely a big redeeming trait. I like the everybody does the same <clears> thing <throat> at the same time for a good reason, not just for some arbitrary reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's nothing really in the digital realm that can really approximate. I mean, obviously, you can live stream things, but like even even when the new Game of Thrones episode or whatever drops on the streaming services at the same time, people still watch it a little bit, you know, out of sync, and so it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. The, the best I can yeah. think of is when there's these weird, like, internet moments, uh, like like Twitch Plays Pokemon. Like, I feel like <laughs> having been there for Twitch Plays Pokemon was, like, kind of like watching a live sports event, uh, or you could see things happening in real time, and we're responding with a community of people, but... But yeah, it's rare. I know. So anyway, the Super Bowl. Good or bad? You decide, Matt. I wanted to have an episode where we could talk about a thing you really like, which is football. Super Bowl in general is good. This Super Bowl was bad. <laughs> Case closed. Mm-hmm. This is the sound of a gavel. I'd say sorry, Philly, but not so- you won. Wait, what do you want me to be sorry for? I, I want to win. Did you go? And it's tr- been a whole. It's been a whole year since I've won. Come on. Did, did you go climb a Crisco uh, light pole with all of your uh, brethren? No. The one fortunate thing is I was I left to go to New Orleans on the day of the parade, so so you didn't have to be there for didn't that. Didn't have to. I didn't have to participate. It's funny you and everyone was out there rioting because they were drunk and dumb, and I guess people riot when they're happy for reasons I don't fully understand. But you actually yeah. could have been out there just like venting. As long as you like put on like an Eagles hat or even just a green shirt that didn't have the Eagles written on it, then everyone would think you were celebrating and you were actually just like venting all of your anger and frustration by like punching out a police window or whatever. Yeah, there's probably not a whole lot of difference between burning a car because you're happy and burning a car because you're upset. Probably not as far as the police or the insurance adjusters are concerned. If you're going to punch a police horse because <laughs> you're stoked, are you going <laughs> to take that limpy? Does, does anyone care if you were secretly upset the whole time? <sighs> Case closed.